Roto-Grinders. Grinders. Welcome to the DFS pregame show here on Roto-Grinders. I'm Jordan Cooper, a.k.a. Blender Ed, Blender HD, if you want to follow me on Twitter. And it's Thursday, Thursday, June 16th. And uh, we'll be talking about uh, this, this early MLB slate. We got an early one. We got a four-game early MLB slate. Doesn't start till 135 Eastern. Then we got 220, 307, 310. So uh, we probably... Probably even by the end of the show, won't have uh, the three of the game's lineups out. Uh, we got the Oakland-Boston lineups out. And uh, we'll build some lineups, take some questions from the YouTube chat. I always answer your questions. So if you're new here, click that subscribe button. Hit the notification bell to know when we go live. Right? If you want to look at the, 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 the main slate, the later slate, the smaller later slate or whatever, uh, they'll be doing that later today, 5 o'clock on Grinders Live, Crunch Time, which is free. All season long, brought to you by FanDuel. So go check that out. I don't think there's any weather. There's no weather concerns or anything. Hit that thumbs up button. You know, I like that thummy thumbs. The thummy thumbs are my friends. First thing in the door in the morning, Suki Singh, good morning. Doug Montgomery, good morning. Matt Mears, good morning. Daniel Hutchins, sup. Joe Mack, good morning. Tony A, this is an early slate show or a recap. Well, I didn't play yesterday, so it's hard to recap yesterday when I have no idea what the hell happened. So talk a little bit about the early slate, I guess, right? Kind of Tuesday through Thursday, it's kind of, it's up in the air. Whatever you guys want to talk about. I mean, really, if you come here and you watch this show live, because you can listen to the podcast version, you get tons of podcast downloads. It's all up to you, right? So you type it in and I do it. That's pretty much the way it is. Peter Viles, a hub rose here. Good morning. Building some lineups for the early slate. I'm just playing one lineup, right? I, I, I have a doctor's appointment at 1.30. I don't want to have to deal with uh, with switching stuff out. I had a dentist appointment yesterday. Apparently, my teeth are fine, okay? But now I have to go to the doctor to figure out why why my why my jaw is kind of a little swelly, swelly, or something. Something's going on, but it's, it's not a tooth problem. So it's something else. It's something else, and my doctor will say, I don't know what the hell it is. So who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? Doug Montgomery asked if I play any season-long MLB. Nope. I haven't I haven't played season-long, I don't know, 17 years, early 2000s. I used to be, I used to be whole, all, all into rotisserie baseball when I was way younger. I mean, I, I was in rotisserie leagues when I was like 11 years old. Like the, the classic rotisserie, even the five by five, like the, the deep shit, right? I I only played in leagues that you had to be, you had to be really serious to play. Those are the only ones that I found fun, right? They're the old school rotisserie, like one league, you play AL or NL only. I preferred NL, I preferred NL only, play NL only. You play four by four or five by five category wise. It's not head to head. It's just, you're ranked on those categories. Uh, you'd have a, what, a 25, 25 man roster. Then you'd also have uh, uh, an eight eight man eight man reserves, and then ten minor league the, the the minor league squad or whatever you have all of that, and then you have free agent acquisition budget. You'd have waivers every week. Typically, they process on Tuesdays. And back then, back then we didn't do anything online. Back then, did uh, you'd have uh, you'd call an answering machine? It'd be a, a, a secretary. As long as you call by you know Tuesday night at uh, eight p.m. Then they'd check the answering machine with all the transactions and everything, right? We're old school. And then you get mailed every week. You get a mailed. The stat service would mail you the standings and everything and all the stats. And then you'd have to look at like USA Today 
on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. The sporting news every week would come out and have all the stats and everything. That's what I'm used to. That's what I played. Uh, and then, then everything kind of transitioned to, you know, the Yahoo leagues and everything. But still, I really only got involved in, I would play one league and it would be a deep league. And that's it. And you get, you get 12 people that are 10 or 12 people. And there's no, there's no one to pick up ever. Like even when a minor leaguer gets called up, someone has them on their minor league squad. It's very rare. They, that uh, free agent acquisition budget was essentially for uh, uh, players that were changing leagues because you were playing AL only or NL only. So if, by the trade deadline, an NL player goes into the AL and that's a free agent. No one could have them on their squad. So that, that's my little journey through season-long MLB. Doug Murray says Stratomatic. Yes, I I, I, uh, I never played Stratomatic. I, I like playing the... Uh, there was there was a there was a digital game. There was a, a starting lineup for baseball. I like playing that. It 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 was a it was a digital game, but it it the 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 board or whatever you want to call it was like the the stadium. So there was like a stadium there where where I I could find this. I loved play when I was a kid. I loved playing this. It was like AL All Stars and NL All Stars. Starting lineups, baseball game. Or make is that gonna? I don't know. Starting lineup, baseball video game, images. Right, yeah. There you go. Parker Brothers starting lineup, talking baseball. That's what it looked like. Right, this thing right here, right with little buttons, and you get to select the pitches, and it'll light up where they are in base. And you can play a whole game with the AL All Stars, NL All Stars. Right, you could change the starting lineups. I would, I would, I would take stats. After every game, and during that, I would score the game, then compile stats around. Yeah, I had no life, right? That, but that, that, that's the game that I played the most: starting lineups, talking baseball. Ah, where have, where have it gone? When, when did this thing come out? Probably 1980, 1988. So yeah, so I was what nine? I was nine years old when this came out. That's what I was playing at nine. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun, all right. Lucas Yanetsko, did you take advantage of any PGA rakeback offers on DK? Saw there was some overlay. No, I didn't play. I haven't played PGA DFS in probably since when, when, when golf, there was some golf tournaments when COVID was locked down and no, there was no basketball or baseball. I think that's the last time I played PGA DFS. I wasn't aware that there was overlay. I wasn't, if I, if I would have known, maybe I would have, maybe I would have thrown in some lineups, but I was not aware. No one informed me. No one informed me at all. I don't know. I mean, I should, I should have been looking out. That would have been the prudent thing to do. I'm, I'm admitting my mistake. Probably should have looked out for that. Okay. So what do we, what do we got on, on today's uh, early slate? We got, we got a ton of games with high totals, right? Boston, five, Padres, Blue Jays, and then we got a Coors game. So basically it's Coors. And then we got one team each. And we got the, the wind is blowing out. In Chicago, so I'm assuming that's why that total is above, right? Take a look here. In Boston, 14 mile an hour wind blowing out 75 degrees. Chicago, 89 degrees wind blowing out 16 mile an hour. Okay, that's good. Blue Jays playing a dome, but it's the Blue Jays against the Orioles pitching staff. And then we got uh, the Rockies and the Guardians. Tristan McKenzie's a decent pitcher, I guess, but still cores. I have to assume 
that the, the Cleveland is the chalk. Especially with the, you know, my, some of these prices. Like Jose Ramirez, 6,200, fine. But uh, some of some of this, uh, I think uh, Oscar Gonzalez batting fourth at 2,900, he'll be chalky. I also think Rich Hill is going to be chalky. I don't think they raised his price enough against the A's, 6,100. Although, not a big fan of playing chalk Rich Hill. That typically doesn't work out for you. But you don't get many, you don't really have many other choices. You have Gaussman, he's going to be chalky, right? If you don't play the teams that have like five totals, like you're playing Hill, Musgrove, Gaussman. And then, unless you want to play a pitcher, of course, probably don't. I think the pitching, the pitching ownership should be really condensed. I mean, I really only see three pitchers being owned. And it's kind of backed up by the projections. Right? I'm looking at the bad X projections. Gaussman, Rich Hill, and Joe Musgrove are the only ones that have double-digit, just raw point projections. Everyone else, seven, eight, five, six, four. They'll be low-owned. I mean, the le- the leverage here, I mean, come on, it's a four-game slate. Coors is going to be chalk. You know what the leverage is, right? Do you want to pl- do you want to play Chad Cool against the Rockies, right? And then you stack. You like if you want to stack against, if you want to stack the Orioles, the A's, or the Cubs. That's where that's that's where the leverage is. You're playing large field GPPs. I w- I wouldn't be opposed to doing that, especially Chicago, right? Against Musgrove with the wind blowing out. I'm saying, like, I mean, with these pitchers being 50, 60% owned, one of them gets killed. I mean, that's going to eliminate so many lineups, especially on DraftKings, where you have to play two pitchers. FanDuel will be a little bit different. I mean, those would still be the three highest owned pitchers, I'm assuming. But since you don't have to roster two, they won't be as high owned. Right? You may get, you know, they, they have to add up to 100% total. Here on DraftKings, they have to add up to 200%. Uh, so let's let's uh, I'm gonna just run 150 lineups now. I'm playing I'm, I'm playing the 121 single entry contest, which is what 200 200 something entries I think something like that. I'm just playing one line. I'm not even build, I'm not building more or whatever. Okay, we got the Padres. Okay, we got the Padres lineup out early. Okay, no 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 Kim in the lineup. Okay, so we got uh, so Profar, Cronenworth, Machado, Voit, Hosmer, Mazzara, Nola. Grissom Alcantara. Okay. So the bat's going to update those. I, I'm going to take out Kim anyway. Because we're going to run lineups and, and end up getting a shortstop. Let's see. Let's go over. All right. We go by batting order. All right. So we get rid of, rid of Kim. Nola's going to, projection may go up a little bit. Because of the batting order, who's up two spots? Alcantara. Let's see. Let me hide him projected. Where's Alcantara? He's, I mean, he's probably not going to project all that great. Sergio Alcantara. Are we going to get? Well, let's let's give him kind of just so we can run lineups now without waiting a couple of minutes for the bat to. So eight point eight five. Yeah, he's never going to get that high of a projection. I'm assuming. Let's just say seven and a half. We're just going to give him a projection. Where, where'd he go? Where'd he go? Sergio Alcantara. We'll give him 7.5 and maybe give him 6% ownership. Just some, just, just, just so we could run lineups. 
when it gets updated, it'll, I'll just replace them. I just want to have something there. Your third base shortstop should even be projected at 7.5. Mazar is at 6.93. So now I'm going to have six and a half. Six and a half, maybe 4% owned, something, something like that. 3% owned, is that fine? Just to put something there. He still shows up as a. I want to. Sh- I want him to show up better than better than Boyd. So let's put him down in a six. That's still not enough. Five point eight. Okay, so he comes in under Boyd from a point per dollar standpoint. Okay, that's good. All right, it looks like the Padres are too cheap today. The problem is you got Hosmer and Boyd are both first base eligible, and uh, you can only play one. Hosmer rates out better from a median perspective. I mean, better point per dollar perspective but Voigt obviously has much more power but still the differences aren't that great okay so I'm going to run 150 lineups just to see I'm going to be running five threes maybe I can run four fours also let's take a look at some four fours because basically my goal in single entry I don't need the nuts I want to run a little bit more five five not five threes five threes give me five threes thank you I run 75 threes, 35 four, four fours. Because uh, uh, in single in these smaller field single entry contests, you don't need the nuts. I don't need the best one-offs everywhere. I don't need, you know, two, two, one, one, whoever, you know, whoever hits a million home runs or something like that. I'm probably not going to need the nuts score or anything close to it. So my goal is, let me just get the two teams right. Can I get the two, can I get two teams right and two pitchers right? I probably have enough to win for a 200-person contest. Okay, we're getting the Orioles lineup now. Let's see if we have to mess around with that. Okay, Mullins, Hayes, Mountcastle, Rushman, Odor, Nevin, McKenna, Chirinos, Chirinos, Mateo. Okay, so Chirinos is going to catch and Rushman is going to be the DH. Okay, so Stowers is gone. So who's the only, so it's basically Stowers for Chirinos. That's what it looks like because McKenna's still there. Different bat, slightly different batting order. I don't think it's going to matter that much. I don't, I don't, I don't even know if I need to even replace it. So Stowers for Chirinos. Let's go there. Just do it, do it just in case. I don't think it's going to matter. All right, Stowers here, 6.26. And let's go to unprojected and find Chirinos. I can't see him projecting well. 4.5, give him 2% ownership. I think that that good, right? Doesn't have to be exact. I don't think I'm getting much of him anyway, regardless. Point per dollar wise, maybe I could raise him up a little bit more than that. 5.5. and even not two percent. I mean, he's a catcher, but he's two point four, and Rushman's two point eight. I don't know how old he's going to be. You know, one percent. Yeah, and still under Rushman from a point per dollar standpoint. Okay, so that's good. Okay, leave it like that. That's perfectly fine. When I refresh, I could do things later. Okay, so let's build one hundred fifty lineups. I just put in two uniques just to get a little bit more diversity, just to see what comes up. Right, let it build five threes, four fours. I'm just looking to get two teams right. Let's see what teams are under owned 
what teams are over-owned based on these bad X projections and the plate IQ ownership projections. Shannon Lambert says, wow, chalk rich hill. What could go wrong? He's only a finger blister away. That's right. He always has those finger blister problems. Now, if you're building for large field contests, you don't necessarily have to play five threes, four fours. On a four game, the smaller the slate, the less correlation may matter as much. There may not be a team that puts up more than five or six runs or something. You don't, you don't need five of them from that team. Some team puts up 10, 12, 15 runs. You're probably going to need that. Kickstart says, it looks like you play a course pitcher in Toronto, Baltimore, Boston, and Oakland stacks. Not necessarily, I don't think you, ha- you don't have to play a, 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 a course pitcher. You could stack, you could play out of these three pitchers, out of Hill, Musgrove, and Gausman. If you want to play the, the leverage game, this would be more for large field contests. You'd stack one of a, a team against. You'd stack the Orioles against Gausman or the Cubs against Musgrove or the A's against Hill. You don't have to do two of them. You don't have to like stack, do five, three and stack against both. I, do you need that much? I don't think so. You'll be sacrificing a lot of projection to do that. So I think you just won. You say, okay, I'm going to play the Cubs against Musgrove and play Gausman and Hill in that lineup. Or I'm going to stack against Hill and play Musgrove and Gausman in that lineup. Or I'm going to stack against Gausman with the Orioles and then play Musgrove and Hill. Like, so, like that's more likely, more likely to do. Than necessarily playing Tristan McKenzie. But he can't, and, hey, anything can happen. You never know. Okay, so we built 150 lineups. We take a look at pitcher-wise. I mean, look at that. I mean, we're getting tons of Gosman, Hill, Musgrove. Right. What else are we going to get? They project double the raw points as anyone else on the slate. Okay. Okay, then we take a look at the stack summary. What, what, What stacks are we getting? Four plus hitter stacks. Tons of Cleveland, right? They're going to be the chalk, though, right? We take a look at some of the, some of this some of this ownership, right? But look, you know, here's a Cleveland lineup that you play the Cubs against Musgrove, another the third highest owned pitcher. You could do that. Naylor, Jimenez, Ramirez, Rosario. I mean, like, it's just it's a really high owned lineup. Three hundred and twelve. But it's, it's about in single entry 121, you could, you could do this. I not, don't necessarily, I wouldn't want all this ownership in a large field GPP. We take a look at this. So we get a ton of Cleveland, San Diego, then Chicago. Who do we not get a lot of? Not a lot of Toronto, barely any Boston. It also means a lot of the field won't get there either. So if we just eliminate some of these lineups, okay. So some of these lineups are really high up. Okay. So let's go, let's go to these Cleveland lineups and start getting rid of some of these lineups. Just to see. Okay, 312. We're gonna do we're gonna do the game where you can eliminate lineups that are more owned than that than that are underneath, that are higher owned but lower projected. So like here, 315, we get rid of. Right. And I'm just looking at the Cleveland stacks right now. So 312, 307, 303, we have to beat 303. Here's 297. We may be getting rid of these lineups anyway. 297, we got to beat 297. 
293. I kind of want to see where that line is. Kind of like how far down ownership-wise do I have to go for the projection that I want? Okay, this still doesn't beat it. Trying to be 293.1 something. Get rid of all these lineups. And also, by doing this, you get to see which players are in those types of lineups that give you a lower ownership sum for the projection. So here's 278. Try to be 278. Like here's 335. Like, so to, just to describe what we're doing, it's like this lineup over here projects for slightly better, but is much lower owned than this lineup. So why would you play the higher owned lineup that projects lower? As your projection goes down, your ownership should also be going down. 276, okay, 276, 267. Okay, as we go further down, we're going to be able to do this a little bit faster. You could do this in Excel. There's, there's a way to do it in Excel. I'm showing you how to do it in lineup HQ. And to do this in Excel, maybe that tool to do this type of thing, eliminate those lineups in between, find the ones that are high are higher projected than their ownership, lower projected than their ownership. Maybe that's something that we'll be including in the sequel to the Theory of Daily Fantasy series. The four advanced players guide, which will come with simple, easy to use Excel tools. Or maybe you do this, right? Maybe you do this. You're like, I'm going to build 300 lineups, right? Or whatever, in lineup HQ. Then I'm going to just export those lineups, right? You export the projections, right, into Excel, onto one sheet. And then you export your lineups into another sheet. And on that sheet, when you put it into the space, it'll show you on the side, you know, this lineup gone, 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 gone. This lineup, good, good, good. Maybe a tool like that would be worthwhile rather than doing it manually like this. 267, what can we be 267? As long as you export it by fantasy points, Right, you'll be able to figure that because then in Excel you have all the ownership. It'll add all the add all the numbers for you, give you a total ownership of every lineup, total projection of every lineup. And then maybe you press a button and it gets rid of the ones in between. Maybe there's maybe there's uh, it'll highlight the ones that you should be keeping, and then there'll be a button where it's like eliminate eliminate those rows. So you could learn how to do this type of stuff yourself. Doesn't mean we're playing these lineups that are above on the top also. They may be way too owned anyway. But I at least want to get rid of them. I'm only playing one lineup. Like if I was playing 7 million lineups, yeah, I could play all of these lineups. But you can't. 267, 253. 253. Can we, get, can we beat 253 on these Cleveland stacks? 253. Because really, the, the lineup that I want to play is going to be within the first 150 lineups. So it's like, I don't even have to rebuild these lineups. Unless I want to do something with the max and my, uh, maximum total ownership. All of them are just too high. Owned. But most likely in the 121, I'm going to be playing a lineup within the first 300 optimals. Which is really what, what's being built here. 300 optimals that also have 
a 5-3 or a 4-4 configuration. Do you have to? Can you play one-offs? Yeah, sure. Yeah, you can. I don't like weighing the difference between do I play a 5-3? Do I play a 5-2-1? Well, it matters on the player. It's like, as long as I get two teams right and two pitchers right, I'm probably fine. Yeah, you got to get the right players between the two teams. Yeah, of course. My natural instinct on this lane is to fade course. But it's, it's quite possible that may not be the that, that may not be that may not be the best move in the 121. We'll see. That's why I want to look at the projection versus ownership. Let's get rid of some more lineups. 253. We anywhere close to being done? Because a lot of these are Cleveland lineups. 253. Like this one's 329. Like, why would you play this lineup? Even the one, the one that's like three or four points higher projected is lower owned than this. 253. Injustice asks, will it be a video course or just audio? The, the teaching portion of it, just like the last course, is audio. But with the Excel tools, they will be a video tutorial to show you how to use them, which it shouldn't be hard. It's a lot of just cutting and pasting. Get this, paste it there. Okay, we got a Cubs lineup. Did it change? Please, please don't tell me that the Cubs lineup is different. Okay, Morel, Contreras, App, Wisdom. We're getting no Schwindel. Wisdom, Ortega's batting fifth. Horner, VR, Hayward, Simmons. And I, who, who rosters ever rosters Simmons? So basically no Schwindel. Schwindel. Well, we'll worry about that in a minute. I'm not sure if I'm even playing Cubs. May not even matter. So 225. Just try to be 225 here. Trying to do a million things at once. I'm trying to do this, talk to you, look at the lineups that are coming out. 253, 220. Oh, no, we have to be 225. Okay. Let's go. These are just the Cleveland lineups. Because maybe I do. Maybe, maybe, maybe it would, maybe it's better off that I do play a Cleveland stack. You know, 4 4 with the, you know, with Tyler Wells. Geez. Okay. These lineups get really, really, get really bad. Well, I mean, look, I mean, maybe, maybe Tyler Wells in a single edge, he'll be not, nothing owned, right? 307, 233, still to be 225. Two twenty-five. Okay, we're almost done. Two twenty-one, two sixteen. Let's go. Two six. Can we be two sixteen down here? Okay, no, we can't. Okay, so the top lineup with a Cleveland, a four-man or above, right, is one fourteen. The bottom one. Is 105. So nine point difference. Right. But this one is, you know, pretty chalky. All right. So we got, we got the, the we got the Cleveland lineups. Let's take a look at the, the Toronto lineups, 306. I mean, look how much ownership you lose by going here. Right. Like go from 104 to 102.9, one and a half points of owners, one and a half points of projection. And you lose like a hundred plus points in ownership. So like get rid of that lineup. 
right? Here's here's a line. Okay, there's a lineup we could choose from. Right, this would be a contrarian lineup. No cores. You're playing Morel, Hap, Wisdom, Contreras, and then you play Guerrero, Biggio, Bichette, and Springer. Assuming they're assuming that they're playing. Okay, now we're getting we're getting some projections being updated. Let's look at the Colorado lineups. 323, 219, 224. Have to be 219 on these Colorado lineups. Two, this, this one projects a little bit too low. Okay, so let's start getting rid of the ones. I think every anything over 300 we're getting rid of. Okay, I, I've made the executive decision. Anything over 300 we're getting rid of. Two only. I need something more than that. Okay, go down to here. Okay. But look, 48-7. You don't even have to spend all your all your money, all your salary. Do I want to play Ramirez, Rosario, and Gazal? Oh, playing the chalk. Let me just tell you, most likely I'm not playing Cleveland. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to find a lineup that's not Cleveland. Let's go to Chicago. Okay, we got Chicago, even though they, they we gotta get rid of the, some of these Schwindel lineups if he's in these lineups. So let's see, 253, 182, 251. Can we beat 182? 182 out of the Chicago lineup. 165, but it has Schwindel in it. This one has Schwindel also. Schwindel as well. Uh, one, 124, 100. Okay, these, these, these lineups are just too low projected. For single entry, at least. Okay, and let's go to San Diego. Like in a perfect world, I think I'd rather play a San Diego five-man with a Cleveland three-man and the Cleveland three men not being Ramirez, Rosario, and Gonzalez together. Maybe that's what I'm looking for. So 293, 269. Okay, can't be 269. 192. And we beat 192 now. I'm just showing you how to use the numbers. Look, we're not talking about players. Who's going to hit on run? I have no idea. How can I organize the numbers better to get a lineup that has higher expected value for the contest that I'm playing? That's it. Especially when you're only playing a few lineups. It's not that complicated. You could do that. You could do this. Look, before you could do this. If you use Excel, if you have a little bit more streamlined process, you could do this in less than five minutes. It'll take you longer to build the lineups than to choose the lineups. All right, 192. Let's beat out 192, 183, 182. Okay, we got rid of those. Okay, so we're down, we're not down to that many lines. All right, let's compare some of them together. All right, here's one, Ramirez, Rosario, Gonzalez, 112. Do I want to play all three of them together? Okay, this one doesn't have Gonzalez. It has straw in it. Okay, so I'm making the executive decision to do that. Do I want to play three chalky players all together? I mean, yeah, they're correlated to each other. I get it. But they're also going to be much higher owned in single entry as well. Kickstart says, I think Wisdom and Morel should come up at least 5%. Yeah, it's possible. I could always change. You could always change the numbers and then rerun your lineups. You could do that. Like I said, like you have different numbers. You want to use your own projections. The process is still the same. 
I'm just, I'm telling you what line I'm using the bad X projections and the plate IQ ownership projections. If you want to change anything, change it and then do this. You may get, you may come up with different lineups. Okay. Well, let's see, 293, 297 between these two. Yeah, I'm going to get rid of the ones that are Ramirez, Rosario, and Gonzalez. I think the com combination, do I want, I don't, I, I, I want a little bit more leverage. Com combinatorially, however you pronounce that. So, okay, Ramir even though they project well, right? Ramirez, Rosario, Gonzalez. Okay, Ramirez, Rosario, Straw. Okay, so two out of three. Rosario, Gonzalez, Straw. Okay, so it doesn't have Ramirez. This one doesn't have any, the Cleveland. Rosario, Gonzalez, with no Ramirez. Okay. Quan, okay, only have two of them. Ramirez, Rosario, Straw. Okay. This doesn't have any. Here's Colorado lineups. Okay. Okay, that isn't bad. 105, 106, 107. Yeah, do I? I don't want to play this. I have Tyler Wells in my lineup. No. Okay, so now we're down to nine lineups to choose from. Okay. So in comparison to it, you're dropping down from 112 to 111.92, and you're eliminating a, a little bit more ownership. I don't mind doing that, especially if I could get it different than a five, than a one, two, five man uh, Cleveland stack. So I prefer to just not be on Cleveland as much. I don't mind having a three man. But the difference in projection here is 0.1. Is that worth 24 points in ownership? I think so. So I'm going to get rid of the higher own lineups. Look, look how much you drop now. Between here's a five, a five three with the Padres and the and the Cleveland. And this one is Padres and the Cubs. And look, the difference in median projection is is what? 0.6 something? A little bit more than a half a point. But look how much ownership you give up. So yeah, let's get rid of this line. Okay, so right here, we have the highest projected lineup for the lowest ownership. Because here, look, 276. Hey, get out of here. 267. Get out of here. 253. 180. Okay, here's one. Okay, so you're giving up two points in projection fully. You're still getting a very similar lineup. You basically get, you're getting Hill Gausman, five-man Padres, three Cubs. It's just three different Cubs. It's, like, it's slightly different lineup. Void, Cronin with Machado, Grissom, Profile. I mean, look at the, it only spends 48-1. You got Horner in there, half, Contreras, because what? Shortstop is a fair, pretty weak today, right? Wonder's batting up in the lineup, right? He's batting what? He looks like he's batting six. That isn't bad. Okay. Is this ownership worth two points? I don't think so. Okay, now we're dropping almost four points, but not giving up. And still, it's only about 10 points in ownership. No. This one's even more owned. And you right. Why would you play a lineup that is almost five, about five points lower projected for 20 points more ownership, 25 points more ownership. No, I don't want. And then we're done. There you go. Here's my line. Done. We could, we could build more if we want and possibly find ones that are close to this, but it's like, okay, I found it. Single entry. Right? People say that, oh, I don't need to use lineup HQ. I just play one lineup. I just play three lineups. You can use lineup HQ as a research tool.
put in your numbers. You don't even have to use, you could sign up for Roto Grinders, click on that link in the description, get 10% off, $10 off, $10 off your first month. You can use Lineup HQ and import your own projections, your own owners. It's just a tool. So if you don't want to use our projections, our ownership, that's perfectly fine. But yeah, okay, here's the lineup. I'm I'm li- I'm little, I'm I'll show you. I I I I do what I say. Right, we have these are all confirmed lineups, right? So no one's gonna get scratched, right? Right, we have we have we have the Padres line. Yeah, okay, no, no one's getting scratched or anything. Well, no, there's no lineups out. I'm I'm I'll, I'll put it right in my phone. This is the lineup that I'm playing, which is kind of weird. It's very close to the lineup that I was gonna be playing at Padres Padres lineup. My dummy lineup was like a a, a Padres uh, Cleveland lineup. So I'm gonna put in Contreras. I'm put in Voight. I'm put it in. This is the line. Don't don't play. Don't dupe me in the 121. That's the only thing I ask. But I don't know. You go around. You go around the industry sometimes, and they build lineups, and then no one ever plays them. Like no, this is I'm using this show. This is this is what I would be doing. Grissom, Profar, and Hap. I have tons of money on the table. I mean, like. If I want to go up from Hap to Springer, I could. Now, would that be worth it? Maybe, maybe it will be. Let's see. Let's 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 do that. So now we're leaving nineteen hundred on the table here. So I'm going to save this line, okay? But let's say, let's say for instance, I'm going to go here. Now I'm going to start turning this off. Right, one unique. I don't give me twenty lineups. I don't running exposures. I'm going to turn off the stacks because I'm going to be locking people in. So it's not going to matter. It's not going to matter. None of this is going to matter anymore. Okay. So I got the, I got the lineup, but in a matter of, do I want to play this lineup? So I'm going to lock all these people in. Okay. So like I said before, I don't have to play half. I could play half corner. Let's say I take, Let's say you don't play Horner. Like if I just optimize right there, Rosario, it would give me Rosario. So Rosario in comparison would be a 225 lineup, but giving an extra three, I get out of here, an extra three points in projection. Maybe I would want to do that. Maybe I want to block and play a chalky Rosario at shortstop. Let's say I want to take out half. Springer could fit there. Gonzalez. Well, Gonzalez projects better. So look at this lineup. 111.64. My original lineup is 111.28. Right? So not that much difference in, in projection. Less than a half a point. But the ownership goes up by what? 30? Almost 30? So that isn't worth it. I don't think that's worth it. Let's put half back. So I'm only replacing one person. It's just a matter of, do I want to play 5-3 versus do I want to play 4-3-1 if I one of these to be a one-off? So maybe I go through the positions. I go Contreras. If I don't play, okay, he should, he, he fits in there. Voight, I'm assuming Voight, I'm gonna, that's going to be the top. No, Crone actually is. So if I want to play Crone, it's only a slight difference. I mean, it's only a slight difference. Point. About 0.3, and you get a little bit more ownership. No, nah, I'd still rather play Void at that spot. 
Cronenworth. Do I take out Cronenworth? Play someone more expensive. Nope. I don't get anything there. Machado, I'm not going to get anything better than Machado. If I don't play Grissom, what do I get? Still get Gonzalez. Basically, Gonzalez replaces anyone in the lineup in outfield. You don't get, I mean, really, you don't get that many more points. I think Horner is the only one. Right? So if I take out, so who do I take? A Grissom for Gonzalez. I don't I don't get that many points. I get le- I get less than a point, but I get so much more ownership. We did that with Hap, right? Hap, right? You don't get you don't get more than a point and you get so much more ownership. So I'm gonna keep Hap and let's say Profar. You take a Profar. You still don't even get a point and you still get more ownership. You put Profar back. Horner is the only one. You take out Horner. You get much more. Maybe, maybe this is the lineup that I play. Maybe I play Ahmed Rosario. So you play a five-two-one, and you block with a thirty-five percent on Rosario to get another three points in projection. Yeah, your ownership goes up thirty, but you're also playing single-entry contests. And Ramirez is going to be chalk, and Straw is going to be chalk. I mean, they're correlated to those guys, so that's not that's never that great. Right, we take a look. Rosario is going to be right behind those two the two players, but maybe you do that. This would be a consideration that you'd have to make: Is the three points of projection worth this ownership? Possibly. Now, the one point, the half a point difference. No, I'd rather keep the correlation, right? Than have Gonzalez in my lineup, a chalky Gonzalez. But this is a different story. Horner versus Rosario is a much different projection. And especially since the correlation between the Cubs, like the other two Cubs players in my lineup are Contreras and Hap. Horner's batting sixth, right? It's not like I have a five. If I had a five-man Cubs stack, then maybe I'd keep one. But it's not like I have a five. Like the Padres, I'd rather keep as a five. The correlation matters a little bit more. On a three-man, it doesn't matter as much. It still matters, but not as much. So maybe I play Rosario over Horner and play a 5-2-1. From a projection stand, I think I think that for the single entry contest, if this was the large field, I'd probably side more with Horner. From the single entry, maybe, maybe Rosario, especially at a weak shortstop position. Yeah, I'm changing. I'm doing it. I'm making the executive decision. I think the projection is worth it. I'm going to replace Horner with Rosario. And now we're leaving 800 on the table instead. So there we go. Done. There's the line. We'll save that one. Right? We got those two lineups. We should compare them two together. There. That's just making the single entry GPP lineup. Done. We use lineup HQ and we did it. You know what someone should do now? They should play the, the lineup that has Horner in it. Right? Because that wouldn't be a dupe, right? You play that lineup and I'll play this lineup. Just don't do my lineup. Uh, let's see. Eric Moore says, is Wells-Hill pitching combo too big of a risk in large GPP? It depends on the rest of your lineup. There's no such thing as too big of a risk. If you want to win first place, you have to take risk. 
Robert Thompson says, I'm behind in watching this video, but this is how you do it. This is how you do it. Dun, 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 dun. Anyone ever says that? I always quote that. But Montel Jordan or whatever, whatever his name is. I love that there's very little opinion on who is hot and hitting, right? It's all taken care of in the projection. Says, thank you for doing this, man. Hit that thumbs up button. Thank me that way. Swolfdab says, Mr. Blender, in your experience, how often is the chalk pitcher in the winning GPP lineup? There's no answer to that question. What does that matter? The chalk pitcher. Well, it depends on the teams that hit. It depends on the rest of the lineup. There's no such thing as that number doesn't matter, nor does it exist. Let's let's say the worst pitcher in baseball is the chalk that just happens to be chalk today. Tyler Wells is is eighty four percent though. Well, that's it's horrible that he's eighty four percent though. Most likely he's not going to be in the winning GPP lineup because he's bad. Well, actually, more he's more likely to be in the winning GPP lineup because he's eighty four percent though. So let's say the worst. Let's let's use the extreme example. Tyler Wells or whoever, whatever crap pitcher today, Chad Cool is 99, literally, in your contest, everyone has, except for you. Except for you. You don't. What's the chances that Chad Cool is in the winning GPP lineup? Extremely high. Even if he puts up negative 20 points. Why? Just 30,000 other people have. So, so thinking, think how that is... Uh, Flawed thinking. How often is the chalk pitcher? The chalk pitcher doesn't have to be the highest scoring pitcher, but because he's in more lineups, he's more likely to be in the winning GPP lineup, regardless of the score. So that's not the right question to ask. The right question to ask is: is is the lineup over or under owned for their projection? That's why we went through this process. You could play lineups with lower projections today in large field contests that don't have Hill and Gausman. Right? I'm playing two chalky pitchers, right? But they're they they project so much, so much more than all those other pitchers that are in the single digits. So in order to play any of the other pitchers other than Hill, Gausman, or Musgrove, you're going to be sacrificing a lot of projection to do so. Now, in the large field contest. Sacrificing 15, 20 points of rejection, perfectly fine. In this 121 single entry with 200-something people in it, why am I playing a lineup that's 20 points lower projected? I don't need to. I don't need to. So I don't mind. And I need, in order to maintain a decent projection, these lineups have Hill and Gausman. They just have, they just don't have as much Cleveland. Right? And there you go. And that's where I get my lineup from. Josh Gillum says, scored 262 on FanDuel yesterday with zeros from Springer and Acuna. Baseball is dumb as hell. Yep. High variance. Welcome to MLB DFS. That's that's the variance. That's play every day and you hope the variance goes, goes in your favor. You never know. Okay. But this is this is how you can build a single entry lineup. People ask. They look, they look at an optimizer, they look at lineup HQ, and they go, oh, why do I need this? I don't play 150 lineups. Well, good luck doing, doing all this by hand. Oh, do I think this guy is a good play? That's not how you play. That's not how you play DFS. You play with lineups. You don't play with players. 
And once you put numbers to a player, and, and a, 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 some type of projection number and some type of ownership number, once you do that, the players don't matter anymore. Obviously, they had salaries and, and positions and the teams. Once you do that, now it's just a matter of mathematically what lineups give me more relative value. They project higher than their ownership. And you want to play those lines on a consistent basis. Does it mean this is going to win today? No. You were given odds on a 20-sided dice, 50 to 1 to guess a number. You'd have a 5% chance of guessing. So you're getting paid two and a half times what you should be for guessing right. So as long as you keep on rolling that die and guessing a number, you're going to be profitable. Up says, I thought projections were nonsense. No, they're highly variant, but they ain't nonsense. That's correct. Nerdy tenor in the chat. Okay, so give me some thumbs ups on your way out the door. Dummy thumbs if you like this. this. I mean, this is a process bit. I mean, you could do this in virtually any sport. Virtually any sport. You could, I mean, you, you could, this is not complicated. This, I mean, people. Especially MLB DFS, which is so high variance that like, oh, how do I decide between these hundred lines? Like you could just do it randomly at this point with the amount of variance there is. You know, people overthink it. They, they overthink all of DFS. Once you get the players down to numbers, there's no need to think anymore, right? There's no need to, to, to research or anything. It's all in the projections. Now you want to have the most accurate player projections and the most accurate ownership projections, sure. They're not going to be perfect. No one is perfect. So for whatever reason, if you use our projections and you don't agree with something, change the number. Change all the numbers for all you all you can. Just, hey, start from scratch and just give players a number regardless of what it is. Make them up. I think Jerison Profar is going to be 8% owned and he's going to have a 9%, 9, 9 point medium projection. Fine. Come up with that. It doesn't even have to add up. Mathematically, once you do all the players' ownership, it could be too high or too low, whatever. Once you have them to numbers, then it's just a matter of organizing those numbers. The highest projection for the lowest ownership. That, that's it. Welcome to DFS. You do that on a consistent basis, you will show a profit. Now, if you're playing GPPs, most of that profit will come at once. This is not something, oh, this is how you win at GPPs every day. I'm going to cash or win. No, that doesn't happen. You're going to lose 90% of the time. Remember the example with the 20-sided die. You're getting paid 100 to 1 to guess on a 20-sided die. You win 5% of the time. But when you win, you win five times the amount of money that you should. Because you should be getting paid 20 to 1. You're getting paid 100 to 1. So as long as you just roll the die, mathematically, by the end of the year, by the end of whatever, you come out way ahead. Even though 95% of the time, you guess what? Those are two things. So it's like, it's not, oh, this is how you win at DFS every day. No, your goal is to win the most money, not to win the most often. I rarely win at DFS daily, playing on the slate. I lose 90% of the time. But the 10% of the time that I win, I win way more than I should. Well, at least I hope that it. sometimes it's very, do I come in second or do I come in first? That could be a $40,000 difference. 
And that's your goal. So if you're new here, hit the subscribe button. Hit the notification bell. You'll know when we go live. We got uh, Grinders live later today. They'll go over the, who, how many games are on that slate coming up? It's more, it's more games than four, right? Oh, there's stuff happening at night, right? So they'll, they'll go over. Dean and the guys, they'll go over the, 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 main, the main night slate or whatever, whatever it's called today on DraftKings or FanDuel, whatever it's called. Then crunch time, they'll go over the weather. I don't think there's any weather issues today, but you never know. Rolf will be on. Uh, Cheese will be on. Cardi, whoever. I don't know. I don't know who's on crunch time today, but one, of, one two, or three of them. And then uh, I will be back uh, tomorrow. And tomorrow we'll be talking MMA as we do on Fridays. Fighting Fridays, fighting Fridays. And I'm um, also be recording with uh, with Mike and Liam, the uh, MMA Ground and Pound podcast. That's part of Roto Grinders Premium. Get a combo premium package. We do a the show, 14 fights. It's going to be like two hours long. So that podcast, we break down everything. I go over DFS strategy. I go over tons of stuff. That's premium. There's an expert survey. That's also premium. There's write-up stuff. There's, there's projections, ownership, everything for MMA. And then tomorrow morning, I'll give you a little, little breakdown. I'll show you my my the workings of my my MMA sheet, like I like I normally do, you know, like show you some stuff that's going on here that I'm updating regularly. And uh how to attack that slate. So it's MMA Fridays, fighting Fridays tomorrow. But uh Good luck in your in your if you're, if you're playing the large field contest, win it for me. I'm not playing, right? I'm only playing the 121. Just don't dupe me with that lineup. This lineup over here, don't dupe me. I want to win five thousand dollars by myself. I don't want to split first and second with people. Okay, so uh, I'll see you tomorrow, right? And uh, yeah, so hit the thumbs up button on your way out the door, and I'll see you tomorrow to answer your questions, your DFS strategy questions, like I always do on the DFS free game show. On rotogrinders.com. <laughs>